I'm a living example of you can get punched in the face and get back up because I'm the modern day Aztec warrior. <laughs> How's it going, guys? I'm glad to, be, glad to be here for my second time. You guys are fun as fuck. <laughs> thank you, thank glad you. to have you on, bro. Glad to have you on. Hey, uh, Nogi, you no, doing good over there, too? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm good. There you go. Oh, okay, all right. Saw a little shadow. All right, I see some face. All right, I see some teeth. He's there. <laughs> I'm a little quiet. Before we get started, I have to ask Kai, man. Like I've been dying to ask you. In your fight with Rusty Crowder, this was your third fight, but it was your or in BKFC, but your first fight taking damage. Oh my goodness! Oh, my heart was going. What? What was going through your mind when you, uh, you know, you got your eyebrow busted? Did the, you know, the boosters kind of go on? I mean, how did you feel? Yeah. So the biggest thing I saw, I noticed it, and I was like, ah, oh, shit, that's early. Is that me? What happened? Are we good? I got you. You were lagging for a minute. A little choppy. Oops. Well, anyway, um, that it kind of motivated me to go to go harder, you know, um, and it didn't affect me crazy. Um, that the blood went perfect down my nose, so there was nothing in my eye. Like I was ready to go five rounds, and I told everybody that, and um, I'm just thankful I got the job done with no doctor stopping in because that was a pretty deep cut, and as you can tell, like I still have a huge scar here. Like the the stitch job honestly was subpar. I have to tell you, like I see some people with huge gashes in their face, and they're fine and no scarring. And then there's me, first time ever in my fight career, and it's a permanent like big deal. <laughs> hey, it's like a badge of honor, right? Yeah, right there, bang. Since I couldn't get the, I couldn't get good cauliflower ears, so I guess I get scars on the face. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, like what he said, that's just a badge of honor, man. You know, people see it, they know not to fuck with you. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I went, I went around college campus because school started. I, I was on, uh, on campus with just this big old black eye with, um, with a big old like black stitching going down my face, and it, it was pretty funny. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> Well, I was uh, I was actually looking up a few of your fights uh, earlier today because um, I wasn't too familiar uh, with the name. And uh, man, you got some hands, bro. You you got some serious hands. And uh, I saw uh, you can wrestle too, man. You you got some wrestling under your belt. Yeah, wrestling is my is my favorite. I've been wrestling since I was four years old, like eighteen years now. 
And um, I recently, I kind of had to be done with the college wrestling circuit because I'm a professional athlete now. It kind of it's heartbreaking that wrestling's over, um, but it's not technically over because I think I'm going to go back to MMA for a bit um, until things get figured out with BKFC. But I mean, I'm only using a third of my craft. Like I'm not using my legs. I'm not using my groundwork. I'm using my hands and bare knuckle. And it's kind of, it's fair for my opponents, but it's like, I'd rather just be able to beat somebody up wherever I wanted, you know, and (laughs) I can, I can control a pace a lot better going up and down other than just staying on the feet. You know what I mean? You want to use all your weapons. Oh yeah, absolutely. Think of it as a I'm a gamer, so think of it as a video game. You always have to do the side quest to get stronger, right? So exactly, yeah. You see, I, and now they owe me a title fight. That's one thing that I wanted to announce on this podcast and make sure it gets spread around that they owe me a title fight. And they offered me Howard Davis, and it wasn't for a title fight. So I said, No, you guys owe me. You guys owe me a title fight. Yeah. Um, he was champ. You were number one. Yeah, so prior to my fight, they said my, with Rusty, they offered to both Rusty and I that it's a number one contender fight. So then fast forward to now, we're waiting for a title fight, and then all of a sudden it's, oh, yeah, that the Howard Davis fight won't be for a title. I'm like, how? How? It's literally a vacant belt with the number one and the number two guy both willing to be good champions, great champions. So it's like I don't know they're playing games. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do my own thing until they're ready. Uh, Matchmaker did say if you want to go do your own thing, if if he wants to wait for his title shot, I mean I have it in writing. So we'll see. Yeah. Can't go back on that. Yeah. I mean, you're uh, straight. Thank you, bro, for you know, handling. Like no- wait, what? Go ahead, go ahead, buddy. So I was gonna say he's a beast of the cage, just like Nogi too. And I love having killers on at the exact same time too. Cause what? No, you're on a you're on a three win streak right now, right? Uh, yeah, I was, man. I was. I just took an Elvis last weekend, but but yeah, I yeah, was. Man. I didn't see that fight quite yet. Oh, me. Right. <laughs> yeah, he'll be in for a surprise for sure. Damn. Hey, it was a war, bro. That 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 fight was a war. Through uh through street beefs. Yeah, yeah. yeah street beefs beef. West Coast. Street beefs West Coast. Is is street beefs? At all commissioned or no? Is it just fucking people? Uh, so they y'all just show up and fight. Pretty much. Yeah, it's like a big smoker show for the most part. You show up and yeah, get matched up there day of. Do they do they pay their do they pay fighters or like how does that work? Because it's all volunteer, bro. It's all volunteer yeah. from, from the staff so to the fighters. Just want to come fight. Yes, sir. Yeah, we, all just, yeah, we come out, we fight, we love it. Some people have gone pro from street beefs. Some people use that as a stepping stone, like uh, during COVID, there was a few people who couldn't get fights, so they came out to Street Beast, they were able to, you know, hone the craft a little bit more, then go back out. And um, for some other people, yeah, we just we fight. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, I, I've st- I watched quite a few of the videos on uh, uh, YouTube of Street Beast, and they always pop up, and I'm like, there's some tough people in there, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey. This guy right here that's uh uh on the show with us, Nogi, he's a nice he's nice, bro. He's he's definitely somebody you want to look up. Uh, you know, um, he's one of our rising stars, I would say, on uh, the West Coast. Oh yeah, hell yeah, yeah. Cool. So where all do where all does West Coast have uh, events? Like, what what do they do? Uh, West Coast events are usually in uh, Nevada. Uh, 
but uh we've had a few in uh in arizona you know for like the the bigger events um i think uh, the last uh the last anniversary or actually uh yeah the last anniversary event was out there uh, it was major we had a bunch of uh fights bangers bangers but uh yeah man i just wanted to uh tell you earlier um i, I like how you know uh, you're not folding to, uh, the powers that be, you know? Um, so oftentimes we see fighters, um, they get pushed into a corner and they go down a certain route that they don't necessarily themselves want to go. And, uh, you know, respect to you for, you know, standing your ground and saying, Hey, this is what I deserve. This is what I'm going to do, you know? And see, and that's where I feel going into this sport, I had a big advantage. Um, I'm just like BKFC was my pro debut. I'm three fights into my pro career now. And all, most people in BKFC had no choice. They had no choice. And the person that apparently allegedly is fighting Howard Davis now, that Louis Lopez dude, he's 0-3 MMA. He's 0-3 MMA and keeps calling me out. And I'm like, bro, you were forced into BKFC. I'm here on a side quest. You're not on my level, I promise. Uh, but like, that's why I'm able to stand my ground is because in my head, in, in because I know how hard I work, I know where I'm at, and I, I, I feel that I have a great progression, that I'm going to be a UFC, at least in the UFC, but my goal is set on a UFC championship one day. And uh, so that's, what, that's my advantage. Like, I'm willing to come in and win that title. I'll defend it as many times as I need to. But if they're not going to fulfill their promise, I'm just going to go do the sport I originally was set out to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so why I'm going Wait, what? I was like, so does that mean you're about to just come out and you're going to go back to MMA for a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Um, we're looking at early December. We're waiting for the contract to be signed, so no big announcement yet. But my goal is to go three and zero in three months: um, December, January, February. Just, just I'm I'm three and zero, number one contender in the world in BKFC, and by the numbers, I have a better record and a better um, outing against uh, Rusty Crowder than Howard Davis. So, like, I'm the front runner in 145. I'm three and zero there. I go 3-0 and in MMA with solid, dominant performances. Hopefully, Dana White Contender Series is just right there, you know? So, so it's like it, it's laid out. I just I just have to keep winning. That That's winning talks. So. Exactly. What do you think the biggest benefit of being in BKFC right now is as you're trying to transition into the UFC or into, like, you know, a professional this was, MMA so setting? I, I originally did BKFC for a quick paycheck, and then I was like, holy shit, the guys in my division ain't nothing. So then mm-hmm. I went forward, I moved forward, and then all of a sudden I'm the number one contender in the world. So in reality it was a publicity thing, but now I, I wanted to be there. I wanted to be a great champion, but they're not allowing me to. So it's like, I'm here. I did what I was asked. I took Rusty Crowder, a huge step up. I was going to fight Jack Claffey. Okay. Oh, okay. And then like on a short notice, we switched to Rusty Crowder. So I think three and a half, maybe four weeks out, we switched to Rusty Crowder and they said, this is a number one contender. Your next winner gets a title shot. So um, I did everything asked of me. I did my job. So I, I would just say the biggest the, the biggest thing BKFC did for me was publicity because it is the fastest growing sport in the world, um, and I like I, they're doing a lot of good and great things, 
But, I mean, you have a number one and a number two guy with a vacant belt that both have attributes to be a good champion, great champion. So, I don't know. Dang. Yeah, sure. A quick question, uh, Nogi. Do you uh, could you ever see yourself uh, in BKFC? <laughs> nah, man. I like my face too much. I feel you. I feel Not you. Lie, but yeah, I mean, I maybe I'll try it once. I'll try one bare knuckle, but you know, a two minute round, real short fight. That's where they that get you. Crazy, man. I'll only try one. Because I've seen some of yours and I really like your MMA and, uh, you know, Kai, he has a huge background in wrestling. Do you have a background in wrestling at all or what is your, do you have, are you a street fighter? Yeah, I actually did a high school wrestling, bro. But after that, I stopped and. My my grappling's been a little bit poor since then, so you'll yeah, see you'll see when the video comes out. I know I noticed if you don't use that wrestling, it kind of goes away. I hopped in for a round. I, I mean, I did well. I did very well. I didn't give up any subs, but like there was just a few holes that I didn't have before. But also, it's like I jumped in after a year of not touching a mat, and I went three five minute rounds and I was getting subs on people that are training every day like jujitsu and stuff so you know I, I'm like I know. I, yeah wrestling's important though in the MMA in the MMA world if you're a wrestler it's basically the cheat code yeah for sure you get that real you get a lot of top pressure you know you end up staying heavy on someone you can gas them out fast oh, yeah, it's just yeah sure. not touching that mat it fucks you up a little we saw a lot of good wrestling and uh jiu-jitsu this past weekend uh at our event i was uh i was surprised to see uh a lot of ground game this weekend yeah for sure i mean shinigami too did you see shinigamis of course of course yeah, i know where i found myself cornering him you know <laughs> yeah you know it was it was something to witness bro because uh with that fight particular everyone was uh Myself included, I even told him, I said, everyone was against you, bro. No one wanted to see you win. No one thought you could win, you know, and uh, to see someone literally take that, use it as fuel and uh, stand their ground and, you know, demand the dub, you know, it was, you know, it was, it was something to see, bro. Yeah, for sure. Now I have to ask, you know, with everybody here having straight killers on the, on the um, podcast right now, you know, champ shit. What, what goes through your mind right before a fight as you're looking through your opponent? Because, like, for me, I personally, I look at my opponent's eyes, and then I, I look through them. I start visualizing every move that I think they're going to make first and what, what I think they're going to follow up right after that. So as soon as I have my first game plan, and then I know that as soon as I have my first couple steps in, instincts take over and my training's going to kick in. And that's all I really think about as far as right before the fight. But what about you guys? Nogi, you go ahead first. All right. <laughs> um, usually I try to get myself into, like, that malicious intent mindset. Uh, I just try to get myself there, you know, like, it's either me or you. I got to go through you. I got to, you know, put you to sleep. I got to put you out. Um, but sometimes it's not there, you know. Sometimes you got you to gotta figure out ways to activate that. And, and, yeah, that's just what I try to do. I try to get myself somewhere else. 
So mm. me, so it depends on where we're starting. Cause like for my last fight, I started at weigh-ins and like not even weigh-ins, not even the mock weigh-ins. I started at um, right before the mock weigh-ins, the rules meeting. I looked across and I saw me and Rusty Crowder locked eyes. And instantly I smiled and showed him the pussy sign because he's a bitch. Um, and, you know, and then coming into the cage, like, I'm just a showman, man. I, I'm there. Like, this is my form of entertainment. If, if I can get into something else that doesn't require cutting weight, be my guest. But, <laughs> like, he walks in the cage and y'all know that he missed weight. Not only that, um, the, the day I weigh he was 10 pounds heavier than me. He was 170. I was 160. And I look across the K, the ring whenever he gets in and he was bouncing. And he had bitch titties bouncing up and down. So, uh -huh. so I literally, right before my fight, you could see me go like this. And I was, I was referencing his bitch titties. <laughs> wow. So, so that, that's kind of how I, I try to just keep it light and fun because I know what I have to do. There's no reason to put like different emotions in my head. You know what I mean? It's almost like not overthinking it. it. I get my mind off of the task at hand, so I don't have anxiety about the task at hand. Mm -hmm. All right, all right. And I mean, since you're talking about weight cutting, I was curious, Nogi, in all your fights, you're looking pretty toned. Do you cut weight for your fights, or do you fight around your walk-around weight? No, nah, yeah, I cut weight, man. Cut about a, a good, like, 10, 15 pounds. Okay. Yeah. I still eat too good. Oh man. Yeah, man. I just weighed in at one twenty eight this last time. So yeah, and then I I came home, ate up, you know, rested up, hydrated up, went back up to one thirty eight. How heavy was your opponent? What's up? How heavy was your opponent that day? Oh, I think he was around, the, or she was around the same weight as me. I think uh, she weighed in like around one thirty, one thirty one. Okay. All right. Um, I did have a question for Ty. So you're kind of knocking down these doors. You're opening them up for yourself, walking right through. You know, you're not even taking no for an answer. What kind of what, what's the mindset that you have to have to be able to accomplish such a goal? No matter what you do, it doesn't make sense to go into it with a losing attitude. If you go into it thinking that you're the absolute shit, you're going to put in the preparation to make sure that you don't look like an absolute idiot on the MMA Underground podcast, okay? Like, so it's just a my, it's a wrestler mindset is what I call it. Like, in a wrestling match, you're not ever going to go into a wrestling match thinking that you might lose or that you might have a chance of losing. No, you're going to go into every single wrestling match saying, this is my time. I, I worked harder than him, and that's just how it, how it has to be. There's not really – that's the easiest way to describe it because, like, I've said a lot of shit. I've said a lot of shit at this point. But, I mean, I'm backing it up. I'm 3-0, and doing exactly what BKFC wants. So. Hey, man, you know, a lot of times people forget about the mindset and what, what's necessary – before and during that fight mm -hmm. you know that, that's that's something that's very major you know that we don't spend enough time on you know you got to spend almost as much time as you do physically training you know Listen, some people you know getting your mind. 
And being a Kai Stewart in the fight game is does not get you very far unless you put your foot down and, and prove it to people. Like I have so much drama on fight week. I swear it. I swear to God, there's zero <laughs> I can do. And it's just like, why? There's no reason. Like I, I'm getting I'm getting calls. Um the weigh-in fiasco. Like I was told one thing and then Three hours later, I get a call at the wrong time saying, hey, it's his weigh-in time. And I'm just like, there's no reason for this stress. Like, if you say something, follow your word. Like, we, we made a lot of exceptions with the Rusty Crowder weigh-in. A lot of exceptions. Because, like, he came in way over. And he I was taking that fight. I'm like, dang, Rusty. Yeah, I honestly say somebody just commented first it's a sport, second it's entertainment, so you have to sell yourself because it's a business. I think it's the opposite. It's a business first, and if if, it, if you're not somebody that's going to bring revenue to the table, you're you're at a loss. Like you really are at a loss. So, I mean, you look at the UFC and how many fighters you know the more entertaining ones sell the tickets, so they get you know front row seats. They're the headliners. You got people that are on, you know, like an eight, ten win streak, but they don't sell tickets. They're boring. They're technical, but they're boring. They're not entertaining in any way, shape, or form. They have the skills, but you know, like you said, it's entertainment that sells. Damn. Yeah. <coughs> now, did you either you guys watch the Jake Paul Anderson Silva fight? So I was sitting. Fun fact: I was sit. Thank you. I was sitting in a room. We had just got done commentating for Killigal Promotion. Shout you guys out. You guys are awesome. Um, but all of us fighters with a lot of fighters under our belt, a lot of coaches with a lot of fighters under their belt, um, we're sitting there like, oh, Anderson Silva has won these first four rounds. And then the unofficial scorecards come up and we're like, they scored every round to Jake Paul. What the fuck? Like, I have to give it to him. It became a close fight whenever Anderson Silva got knocked in the end. But... Leading up to that knock, I clearly had Anderson Silva winning. And mind mind everybody, we had it literally dead split down the middle. A lot of people wanted Jake Paul to win. A lot of people had Anderson Silva uh, to win. But not one person on the scorecards had Jake Paul winning. So I don't know. I don't know. How many rounds? Let me rephrase. We didn't have Jake Paul. Nobody had Jake Paul winning until the eighth round knock. Okay? So, like – after that, a lot of people were like, that's it. Like, that's Dunzos. How so, many rounds was that fight? Eight. Eight rounds? Okay. Yeah. And he knocked him down in the last round? Yeah. Oh, God. Which, which, in my opinion, the way – Oh, are you breaking up, buddy? Sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> we live say on that, a different side of town now. We didn't hear you say that last sentence one more time. If I can remember what I said. Oh, <laughs> according to the rules of boxing, I swear, I swear that Anderson Silva won the fight, even with the the eighth round knock, the ten eight round. Like I could have seen. Like I don't know how Anderson Silva lost that fight. I don't. But. Then again, you have to think of show business. Anderson Silva's on his way out. Like, boxing is known to be one of the most corrupt sports ever. So, if I'm not putting it past 
anybody that it was a rig fight. I'm not putting it past, but I, I'm also like, you know, Jake showed out. Jake showed up. He didn't get finished. And and just like with the O'Malley fight, you can't leave it to the judges, you know? Yeah. Exactly. If you want to make sure that you win, don't want to go to the judges. Yeah. No, if you hey, saw that's... the fight, what was your opinion on the fight? No, I just saw highlights of it, but I mean, Anderson still got hit a lot. They were still working a lot in the pocket. You know, there was a lot of give and take. And well, yeah, he did get knocked. So, you know, I'm not going to discredit Jake Paul. His performance was good. He still got in there with the fucking champion. And uh, yeah, so that's just all I think about that one. Fun fact about not leaving a fight to the judges. So, um, I. The the summary of the fight, um, thrown 200 – this is me versus Rusty. You know how it was a split decision? Yeah. I threw 238 punches, landing 65% at 156 landed. He landed 72 and threw 165 with a 43% landing rate. They, I had it, watching it back, um, two rounds, clearly. Round one and two went to Rusty, and then rounds – Three through five all clearly went to me. But the um, the judge that scored the fight against me literally does, like, all the merch for the local gym opposite mine. But the damage was on the first two rounds for all that haven't watched the fight. Yeah, and But but the, the judge that gave it to Rusty – literally works for a gym that literally wants my downfall. Like they're, they're doing everything possible ever. Like even slandering my name. There's a lot of defamation going around right now, but it's like, really bro. And so like, that's what I mean. You can't leave it to the judges because it had one more judge maybe fucked up the fifth round. Like I would have lost the fight because of that one, that one person's, but like everybody I know and everybody that I don't even know messaged me saying like, that wasn't a split decision, man. You clearly won three rounds to two. So, <clears throat> I don't know. That's why I don't give it to the judges. It's so corrupt. So corrupt. It doesn't look like you won that fight, but it was definitely your toughest fight in BKFC so far. But, I mean, Absolutely. your first fight that you took damage. So, I mean, really? Yeah. <laughs> I know. And while we're on the stats, just because they're side by side, because a lot of people said that Howard Davis starched Rusty Crowder um, compared to me. Um Howard Davis only threw 186, landing 82 at a 44% rate. And I landed, I doubled his landing rate. So it's like, yeah, you the, the MMA math may never always add up, but just like in gaming, numbers don't lie. Numbers do not lie. So, do you guys, uh, do they also count sig strikes and, uh, and damage? Uh, no. No, they do. Thrown and landed. Um, and and knockdowns, at least at least on this that I found. So, yeah. All right. Um, I wish there was more stats. That way, they could flash between rounds to limit um, corruption. You know, as yeah, a fighter, explain a lot more for sure. I will hey, say, I point, the Kansas Athletic Commission does open scoring between rounds. I loved that during my fight. Cause like I was like, oh fuck, I'm down two rounds to, um, two rounds to nothing going into the third. So after every round, I was like, did I win? Did I win? <laughs> and uh, so that that's nice. That's nice. 
Yeah, I was going to say, earlier, uh, you know, a lot of times they keep it, uh, they, they keep the information short so that it can aid them in, you know, a, uh, an off decision. You know what I mean? Uh, you keep it as discreet as possible so that when the decision is made, they don't have to make an explanation, yeah. you know, and that's that's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. Yeah, there's so much, but I, I'm, I'm happy to be back to MMA because it's a it's so easy just to take somebody down and choke them out. Not to mention that's that's Louis Lopez's 0-3 record. It's he got choked out in the first round all three times. Write that down. <laughs> See, because you both since you both do MMA, I'm curious. If you could finish a fight any way, how would you finish it? In your mm-hmm. ideal scenario. <laughs> if there wasn't risk involved, I would love to go the whole entire fight and just make it a long, miserable night and just shove my hands in their faces, like Elbow them, choke like I want it, especially if I don't like them. Um, savage, but, savage. In reality, as quickly as possible is how I would. That's my ideal. Then no matter how it's done, as long as we're out of there in thirty seconds. What about you, Nogi? Tornado kick to the face, straight KO, asleep, gone. I like straight it. Conor McGregor. I like. Hey, um, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to ask you, man, because uh, we don't have, unfortunately, the the phone overheated that day, and uh, it was probably one of the most epic matches of that event. Um, Nogi, can you talk to us about that? Uh, your first fight with Thunder Pops that got uh lost. <laughs> That fight, man, that was that was the definition of a war. Was, you know, back and forth, me trying to throw my bombs. I'm not really much of a kickboxer, and I took that kickboxing fight, you know, going in, expecting him at May. Um, so, you know, he was lighting me up with taekwondo kicks, you know, freaking heel hook kicks, all kinds of stuff. And, uh, well, I got hit a lot, but, you know, I lasted those three rounds, and I made it a banger. And like you said, too bad it go overheated and everything. We lost the footage, but yeah, man, that shit, that shit, I think elevated me to the level that I ended up getting to, like, as far as knockout power goes and everything like that. I started really focusing on that. That's why I couldn't find a fight. I was like, what? I only got three. I was like, I didn't get that one. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, man, the phone overheated. And uh, at the time, I guess nobody uh, w- was aware of it. Uh, but man, it was, it was one hell of a fight, bro. I mean, both of these guys, it was, they're making their debut and, uh, they made a statement, both of them, you know? And, uh, it was crazy because after that fight, Nogi went on a win streak. He was just, he was knocking shit down. You know what I'm saying? Are you going to challenge him to yard, Nogi? You think he might come to the scrap yard down south? You keep it just West Coast for now? I've thought about it, man. It's actually like a plan of mine to fight at every branch just to, you know, like be a keepsake for me, you know, going forward in my life because I'm a Street Beefs fan first, you know, before I became a fighter. So I think that'd be pretty lit, actually. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so how many branches are there and where where all are they based out of? Oh, we got uh, four branches. We got uh, Street Beefs West Coast. Uh, that's basically... Californians, Nevadians, Arizonians. Uh, we got the uh, Street Beef Scrapyard. That's the Pacific Northwest. 
Washington. Yeah. Then we got uh, Streetbeats Dirty South. You know, we got, uh, you know, the Texas guys. We got, you know, people uh, around those states. And then uh, the OG branch, the original branch, uh, that's uh, located in Virginia. And you got, you know, the surrounding East Coast states that, that go there. And, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's one big collective. Uh, you know, we, we do this shit for the community. You know, we do this to get better, to better ourselves, you know. Um, but it's, it's, it's crazy because it's almost like a, it's like a little family reunion every time we have an event, you know. That's fair. That's fair. Hell yeah. What's up, Andrew? Lots, lots. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, I got another question for Nogi. Um, we were talking earlier about uh, mindsets and mentality you know, what goes goes through your head when you're looking at your opponent. And uh, this past weekend, you had a fight. And I want to know, before before you get into the detail of that fight, I definitely want you to talk about that fight uh, and, and your opponent specifically. But uh, did you know who you were fighting? When did you know who you were fighting? And what went through your mind when you saw your opponent this past event? Um, well, I mean, I had an inkling of who I'd fight. You know, I always like to check people around my weight class that are going to pull up. But, uh, I honestly thought that I was going to fight, uh, what's his face? Slim, Slim Reaper. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, showing up, I, I, you know, I saw that Slim had already fought, you know, and everybody had done their thing. Uh, and well, I don't know, like, it was pretty surprising to me because I didn't know that, uh, Tristan was, uh, trans. And so that was kind of, you know, like, it was a little unexpected, but nothing, you know, too serious. And, well, yeah, so, like, I went in there, nothing nothing different, just, like, saw it as, like, all right, this is another opponent. But I'd like to, I'd, I'd say my mindset was somewhere else just because of, you know, how I went into it, uh, preparing for the fight these last, like, couple months. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so my opponent was trans. Uh, Tristan does identify as he, she. And he whooped my ass. <laughs> Grappled the shit out of me. Oh, yeah. The way I look at it, when you get in that cage, a fighter's a fighter. Because I know that even like with some girls that have fought guys, guys, girls, and trans, it's like the minute you step in that cage, you're a fighter. If you hone your craft, if you're good at what you do, no matter what it is, male, female, whatever, you know, the weight class is there, you can, if you can kick ass, you kick ass. Yeah, yeah. And he really showcased a lot of grappling. You know, he showcased great jiu-jitsu against me and exposed a lot of holes that were in my game. I had not been able to bend like that since high school wrestling, so that was a fucking eye-opener for me, too. I got to go stretch. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, yeah, it was a great fight, man. You can only level up after this, you know? You see the, the holes in the game, and, and you work on that, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'm, I'm curious because, you know, as we grow as people, as fighters, I want to know who kind of you guys, not necessarily even just as fighters you look up to, but who are some of your mentors that kind of help shape you as, as people and as fighters to keep growing forward, to keep just pushing and becoming the best that you can be? I'm sorry, yeah, sorry, yo, go, want to go first, Kyle? <laughs> yeah, you can go first. I don't know the answer to that question. I know I have mentors, but my biggest mentor – in I'm just gonna call it combat sports 
has never fought in his life. He's never trained. He's never that. He was a college All-American wrestler. But, like, he's my biggest mentor in sports um, from uh, mentality to fucking fueling my ego. Like, all sorts of shit. Like, this dude, like, so from that aspect, it's some, like, my coach Sears. But then from another aspect, it's like, who doesn't want to be that rich fucking flashy guy like Conor McGregor? Like, anybody in the sport, if you want to make money in your sport, you should be like, okay, Conor McGregor has his shit. He made, he, like, he made it, and nobody can dispute that. Like whether he's on a, a huge skid or not, look how much money he's making. Money talks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Money talks. So that's my, nah, that's me. What about you, Nogi? Uh, well, I guess for me, it's just like being an athlete growing up. You know, like I had a lot of different mentors, a lot of coaches. You know. Just, you know, training me and pushing me, you know, opening up that uh, that mentality that we keep talking about, you know, that killer mindset, like, you know, going in and wanting to win, having that aggression and, you know, just going balls to the wall all the time. So I'd say every coach that I've ever had is really just like a mentor to me. Nice. Yeah. I can dig it all the way. Yeah, I was going to have some game, but I think he disappeared for a second. No. <laughs> But hey, to be honest with you, I did not expect to have to use my laptop, and it's dying. So, um, fair enough. Yeah. All do, you right, well, any, do you have anything? Do you have any like other things that you were just dying to know? Because then I, I can get this out of the way. We could. We still have time. I just I, my battery's about to go. My bad, y'all had to take a leak. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. All right, hold on. I was gonna ask, you know, because. Because obviously, as people grow with popularity, this and that, how do you personally deal with the haters? Because, like you said, you are in college, you are a wrestler, you have a lot of people that were talking smack going into the game. You've gone proving them wrong, and everybody, even for the smallest ounce of whatever reason, will find a reason to doubt you. How do you deal with that? Well, mostly, uh, first, I'm gonna I'm gonna start by um, assessing who the fuck it is, and if it's somebody that is an absolute nobody, I'm like, what are you even talking about? Even even the haters within the game, um, there's a lot of grown ass men that have a big issue with me, and by a lot, I mean specifically one, and I won't say his name because he's literally not good enough for my his name to come out of my mouth. Um, but from that point like sometimes if, if somebody that maybe i look up to turns into a hater i'll i'll, I'll be all like you know what what are, did i do something maybe i maybe i really did like do something but then it doesn't matter because most of the people that are talking shit are so far below me in terms of what they've done so but that that's that's more or less how how i deal with it I, I try not to – I don't let anybody bother me. Like I, I, I have a lot of self-doubt, and nobody's going to say things about me that I probably haven't said about myself. If they're true, because 9 out of 10 things that people are going to say that are that are hater things are going to be defamation as fuck, and they, like, they have no business saying it you know, because it's just blatantly not true. Um, and if it happens to be true, like for example, oh – um, why didn't you knock Rusty out? You should have knocked him out. You fucking suck. I literally got that message, but I'm just all like, well, I still won. I'm still the number one contender in the world. So it's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You can suck it. Like, there's, <laughs> there's have no bear. Like, there's no bearing for it. Because the simple answer is, what have you done? Mm. See? 
the, the age old question, what have you done? Oh, do you want to come to the gym? You're more than welcome to show me. You know, like you're right. I'm wrong. You're the professional. You're the professional, not me. So yeah. there's so many answers that most of the time you just have to laugh it off and say you suck. Oh, yeah. Hey, Nogi, um, have you ever dealt with backlash from uh, fighting, and how do you deal with that? Nah, man. Actually, nobody's really giving me too much shit about it. I've gotten the typical, you know, like, ah, why do you fight? You're going to get hurt. You're going to end up with brain damage. But, you know, it's just like shit you're going to hear from people that are hating, too, on something that you're trying to be passionate about or something that you're trying to follow. Don't people say uh, that about smoking pot, too? Right on so time. Like, <laughs> haters gonna hate. Yeah, yeah, dude, and you just gotta ignore it. That's really all you gotta do. So I know before no. your laptop dies, Kai, you want to give out any shout outs or let people know where they can find you? <laughs> well, before you have to get off, <clears throat> a new sponsor, which is my own company, um, but catch a high. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen what I've been posting, but it's a bobber ground. I don't know why I didn't have. We just recently moved to my apart uh, to our new apartment, so like all my stuff is still at the other place where we were living. So, um, but it's a fish pipe um, lure made out of a fishing lure, and it's a um, uh, bobber grinder shaped like a grinder with a key catcher, and it comes as a little like a gift set. So that that's like my new thing that I'm doing right now. Um, other than that, we got Native Grown, the obvi- the, the obviously best dispensary in Montana. Um, get you settled in, and then uh, my Instagram Kai HB145 is kind of what I'm trying to build right now. Obviously, Facebook Kai Hefty Bag Stewart. Um, haven't switched over the outcast yet because Facebook makes you uh, wait a while before you can change your name. So. Um, I'm the outcast Kai Hefty Bag Stewart. I couldn't pick between the two names, so I'm just gonna pile them together, you know. And make them one. I'm the modern day Aztec warrior. You can make it as long as you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. And and the best part about haters is they're fitting into my the outcast nickname because I'm the outcast of Montana MMA. Like, and it's crazy how I am. It's like I coach kids. I'm never in any trouble. You don't see me at the bars causing issues. Like. I just keep to myself, do my own thing, and apparently people fucking hate you for that. How dare you live a good life, damn it. <laughs> I know. But anyway, thank you for having me on. Sorry I had to leave uh, and cut it short, but, I mean, you guys know how to get a hold of me. I'm down anytime. Absolutely. You're going to see a rock t-shirt soon. Hell yeah, I will. And on my next uh, video game stream, I'll be sure to rock that shirt. All right. Catch you guys later. Thank you so much, and I'll see you soon. Thank you. Hell yeah. Yeah, that was a cool dude, man. That was my first time uh, meeting uh, Kai. Like I said, two beasts. Fucking Kai and Nogi, I mean, they're both very dominant in the way that they fight. I mean, I wouldn't use the word bully fully, but in the way that they fight, but their pressure is very, it's there. And the crazy part, the crazy part about Nogi, he's not going to say it, but this guy, every time I speak to him, very down to earth, very humble, you know, uh, he's one of those guys where 
you know, if you haven't seen him fight, you would you wouldn't know. You know what I mean? You wouldn't think. What? <laughs> Real nice dude, man. Always respectful, but a beast in that cage. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. I like to I like think about myself. myself like Dr. Jekyll. But mm. when I'm in the cage, you know, it's Mr. Hyde. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah, you're going to a different place. I mean, did you fight growing up or no? Uh, no, nah, I was always a little scrappy kid, though, man. But, no, nah, not a lot of fighting. I always oh, loved the UFC, enough, though. Man. You played football, though, I bet, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, football, yeah. soccer, baseball, yeah. track, all, all kinds of sports. <laughs> how did you get uh how did you get to street beefs how did that happen um well i mean after after high school i was, I was on a an all-star cheer team that's like what was keeping me busy keeping me athletic um and so like i did that for a couple years and then i ended up just you know hopping out you know i was like all right i'm done with this little path but i still needed something athletic to do so i was like all right what do, what am i gonna do you know and I'm watching Street Beefs. I'm watching the OG Yard, little Cray Cray when he was out there fighting and stuff, you know, all the way back then. Yeah. And uh, I was like, you know what? I could do this. I could really do this if I put my mind to it. And and that's like about around the same time that the West Coast popped out. So mm. I hopped in there right away. You know, I hopped into the group chat and started, you know, getting my myself in there, getting myself kind of prominent before I took a fight. And then yep, just started from there. That's how you're trying to do it. I missed the first event for Scrapyard. I was there at the second event, and I can count on one hand how many events I've missed since then in the two years. <laughs> Damn. It, it, you know, it's, it's a fan. Once you have a taste, you don't, you want to go back. I know it's a little harder for the West Coast because, yes, different locations, different states. And I live, you know, like uh, – I live in the same state, and I live like an hour away. So it's like every month I know that I'm an hour, maybe an hour and a half of traffic. So I know it's different. Yeah, I'm like for me, I gotta travel. I'm in the same boat as you, buddy. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I don't know if I asked you earlier. So you fought in both the Smoke Ranch and the Hot Box. Which one did you like more? Uh it's it's tough. It's tough, really, because the Hot Box had some vibe to it. I don't know what it was, but it just felt real savage there. Um, but I know it's the. I think the Smoke Ranch is a little cleaner. I kind of like how it's, you know, set up with the cage, the banners. I prefer that type of setting. But, uh, so, yeah, I guess the I guess the smoke ranch, man. And, I mean, so we know that you're a young fighter. You want, What are some of your goals that you see for the future? I mean, do you want to go pro yourself? Yeah, I'm looking for – that's that's the path that I'm on right now. Are you talking uh, UFC – I mean, yeah, if I, the UFC would be the ultimate goal, obviously, you know, getting there, getting to, you know, contender status or championship, getting the belt, whatever. Um, but if not, you know, getting myself into that professional setting, whether it be Bellator or another type of setting, um, and then just seeing where it takes me. Yeah. See, I like that, you know, a fighter, a warrior mentality, ready down to fight whenever, wherever, just let's go. Yeah. And tell the people how old are you again? Uh, twenty-two. Yeah. Prime time, man. Prime yeah. time. Yeah, I feel the power in my hands right now. Yeah. Do you have any gyms that you're uh, looking to join full time to be able to kind of hone your craft? Do you think you might just train by yourself or with some people, or? 
Yeah, so I'm well for my first four fights, I trained by myself. Uh, you know, I did pretty well for that. I got myself trained up and everything. But for this last fight, I just jumped into a boxing gym and I strictly trained boxing for about two months. Uh, and so, I, honestly, I feel really good. I feel really fast, really conditioned, and I have a lot of power in my hands right now. But I think I do need to jump into another gym, like a jujitsu gym or something like that. The issue is just, you know, the availability around here from where I'm from. Yeah, what state are you in? Uh, Arizona. Okay, okay, Arizona. Yeah, nice. I see people from over there. Yeah. Lot my they got uh chat lots. He's from Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, they got a lot of guys uh from the West Coast out there. Nice, nice group of guys. Shout out to uh, AZ. Is it Moose from Arizona too? Yeah, yeah. he's an AZ yeah. boy. Hey, you know crazy? I was I thought about it earlier. Uh, Kai Kai looks just like Moose, just with shorter hair. <laughs> you you look at them side by side; those boys look just alike. Right. Shout out, <laughs> yeah, shout out Moose, man. They look similar. <laughs> yeah, let me see. All right. Well, I don't want to keep you too too much longer. Uh, Song King, you have any other questions you might want to ask him? Uh, yeah, I got one more. Uh, do you see yourself uh, going for the belt in your weight division? And uh, also, who is who is an opponent that you would like to see yourself go against? Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's been my goal since the beginning is to get belted whether it be 125 or 135 or both, I'm down for whatever. Um, and honestly, uh, Let's hear it. I've had my eyes on Asian sensation for a long time, man. I'm trying to, I'm trying to see what Asian sensations got. That's a fire fight, bro. That's a fire. So if he's listening, this is, a, this is the official call out Asian. This I like it. I like it, but keep in mind <laughs> that man is a ground man as well. Oh yeah, I'll see him. I'll see him with a ground game for sure. Yeah, we 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 got to tighten it up, but yeah, that's a fire fight. That's no, fire. I like to see that. I like Asian sensation. Yeah, I think that'd be a banger too, man. We both have pretty pretty sound skill sets. Yes, now, sir. I was curious how you got the name Nogi though, because I was curious because you know when I hear that I think of Nogi BJJ or something like that. So where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, that's the little screwball that I like to throw out there because I'm actually not a jujitsu specialist. So, uh, but <laughs> yeah, but so what it's from is it's from where I'm from, man. I'm from Nogales, Arizona, and we call it Nogi down here. Uh, but it's also you know I don't got I don't got a gi. I have no gi. So that's also what it represents too. Oh, I'm glad I asked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's got a little, little double meaning. Reverse psychology in that too, because somebody <laughs> might might think he knows jujitsu and not fuck with him. Like, yeah, I you think know? that's what people would think. You know, at first going into the fights, yeah. it's like, oh, I can't really take this guy down. I got to stand up with him. Yeah, we got to stand up and then fuck yeah. around and get knocked out and shit. Oh, yeah. Two yeah. black eyes later. <laughs> right, exactly, right, exactly. Sorry, sorry, I didn't tell you. But I got you at the end of the fight, buddy. Not yeah, sure, man. Not sure, not sure. Dude. Well, uh, you want to let people know where we can find you at? Any social medias? Yeah, for sure. Uh, my Insta is at NateDude underscore MMA. 
um, Twitter uh, at Nate Dude Four. Um, that was pretty much it for right now. But yeah, I like to follow you. <laughs> for sure, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for your time. No, it was great to have you on, man. Absolutely. My I'm pretty sure I have a torn hamstring right now. I still have to get that checked out to see if I'm gonna have surgery or not. Mm. Um but if it's not, it's just pulled, you know, I'll be back as soon as possible. Um but other than that, you know, I gotta see what's up first. Hey, I'll take your time. That's, that's what's up. Take your time and recover, man. It's no rush. You know what I'm saying? Your health is everything. You know, for real, yeah, for real. I've been going through some injuries already, so I definitely got to figure that out too. Yeah, just take some time, bro. It's 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 no rush. You know what I'm saying? You you'll be that same beast, if not better. You know, at a hundred percent. You know. Yeah, man, for sure. <laughs> Scares towards in the dark, looking at. Free <laughs> 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 smoke. <laughs> oh, bad man, this is the this is the quiet place right now. Everybody's all loud inside. Oh, okay, man. Yeah. For real. You guys want to uh, light up before I go? Yeah. Yeah, we'll take a toke. Take a toke before I go. Yeah, man, let's do that. All right, let me go around the top right here. Ain't got to tell me twice. Sure. That's what we'll cap it off with. My kids are coming home later, so they're about to smell it, but ain't all good. Shit, you're going to take it in the perfect time of the... Just be like, that's that organic air freshener, you know? Yeah, so... Uh, we don't use... You're like, you're welcome. Now you're about to sleep better. <laughs> <laughs> like schoolboy cues, brother. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> with a little buggy. You know what I'm saying? Schoolboy cues actually one of my top rappers. One of my top favorite. I feel like he's underrated. His flows are sick. Videos sick. Whole thing just yeah. He truly, he, he is pretty nice, bro. Did someone, did someone just put up a comment about a bud sponsorship? Okay, what? Did someone just put up a comment? Yeah, we're definitely up for a Kush sponsorship. You guys definitely should look into that, man. I mean, we might segment, you know what I'm saying? A little Kush segment every time, you know? Yeah. With the yeah. All my kids stand right over here, but get ready. Just kidding. Allegedly. All right, I don't want CPS coming knocking on my doors. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I know Free Smokes always smoking too. I see you on your podcast. Man, I get mad. I tried joining some of the, uh, like, uh, in the comments of the Free Smoke podcast. And what I have, every time I go, I'm like, oh, cool. I got the notification. It's like, well, it just ended. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> Same, man. <laughs> I always be missing the pods. Which, uh, which uh, one are you talking about? Uh, well, I've got a lot of the pods, honestly, like on my notification bell. But uh, mm. I'm just always like at the terrible timing. Yeah. What are you talking about, uh, buddy? The Free Smoke podcast. Oh. The, uh, the I don't know, he gets on the 
Prince KT sometimes or like yeah. It's cause uh sometimes it's on YouTube, sometimes it's on uh Facebook. And oh, and usually okay. I think more than more so than not, it's on Facebook. Okay. You gotta go to your page on Facebook, you know. I give it a follow. <laughs> well, it's get a little, you know, it's get a little late. So, if you have anything you want to say before we hit it to a commercial break, you know, you're free to say, Mister No Gee. Nah, nothing else. Just thank you guys for having me on, man. Continue to support me and everything, and I'll just keep putting out bangers and getting knockouts for y'all. Yes, sir. Yeah, of course, bro. I appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, sure. It's a pleasure, and. Uh, like I said, man, this man is a beast. You guys go look up this man's fights. Street Beats West Coast, no gi. Check him out. No gi. What's good? It's your homie, Freezes Christ. Y'all know the deal. Um, make sure y'all head on over to uh, OvertimeHustling.com where you can catch all the latest merch, all the newest mags, all the media, everything. Know what I mean? And uh, you can also find me on Winging It with the homies Keith G, King Dell. And paying gusto, and you can catch me on Turf Tales with the homie SK. And if you got nothing to do on Sundays, even if you do got something to do, make sure you tap in the overtime reactions hosted by the homie Cuzzo. And I cannot forget the homie Jay over there at the Yankee and the Brit channel. So make sure y'all go over there and check them out. And hey, check me out, your boy Freezes on that real talk with Jay. It was a hell of an interview, yo. Gotta do it again. I keep saying it because I mean it. We gotta do it again. I had a great motherfucking time. But anyway, you know who it is. Freezes H, OTH, Yankee and Brit, Winging It, Turf Tales, Overtime Reactions, Chronicles Podcast. You know the drill. Cush's Corner. It's a motherfucking movement. So move with it. Or move out the motherfucking way. Simple and plain. Overtime hustling, we hustling overtime. Hey, it's Wedo. Some of you may know we are hosting an event here in Arizona in December. So the goal of this event is to have as many cross-branch matches as possible. The biggest name Streetbeast has to offer. So we've reached out to members of these branches and there's a lot of interest in attending. However, much of that interest is going to be stifled because of travel expenses. Heart in the Fight is offered to step up and help fundraise. We're going to be taking donations, all of which will go towards providing as much help as possible to your favorite fighters from the OG Yard, Street Beefs Dirty South, Street Beefs Scrapyard, and Street Beefs West Coast. We will also be selling t-shirts and other merchandise from Heart in the Fight, such as Weto and the Mexican, Locked In, exclusive Street Beefs Anniversary shirts, and of course the rare Heart in the Fight shirts. Again, all proceeds, every dollar, go back to the fighters to make sure that we provide the best matchups possible. If you're interested in pre-ordering anything, please DM myself or Daniel. What's up? Now it's part of your favorite segment. So, now we're going Buddy V's Fighters to Watch. I got two very fun ones for you today. One from Street Beast Scrapyard. I have the Stallion. Now, the reason why I picked him as a fighter to watch is because his fight, he's a little bit of an older gentleman. He got in the ring. He took a couple blows, but he really looked like he had some ump behind his punches. Now, this reminds me of Vice Grip. When he first came out, I was like, oh, this older man is going to get beat. Nope. 
comes out on top, shows that he comes out here and he means business and that age really is nothing but a number. So I want to see him get in the ring because, I mean, Vice Grip after three, four, five fights ended up knocking all his opponents out before he took a loss. So I want to okay. see what the guy can do. Number two, I have from Street Beast, West Coast, it's Compa G. This yeah. man, oh, well, yeah, yeah, as you hear, yeah, so kids already know, he's a beast. I mean, this man puts the pressure on the fight. He controls the pace of the fight. I mean, just the way he is in general. I love that when he takes a step back, it's like you let go of the R2, guard goes down for a second. The minute the foot goes forward, his guard comes right back up, and he's going in there, and he's ready for action. He's nonstop, go, go, go once he's in there, but he knows how to take back, look, calculate what he wants to do. He's powerful. He's fast. I just, I overall, I enjoy his fighting style. And he's not really mounting, too. He's pretty mellow, it seems like, outside the ring. I don't know him personally, but just you can tell with people's demeanors, even before and after the fight. So, yeah, definitely one of my fighters to watch. Hey, all fast. All facts, and uh, I've I've talked to this man several times, man. He's a solid dude, man. Solid. Hell yeah! And I was going to say that the honorable mention from Scrapyard King Kai because he did come out fight Scotty Showtime, who everybody knows from the Scrapyard. This man is a beast. After a well good fight, to going back and forth. He ended up coming out on top with a insane choke, or not a choke, uh, uh, submission. He had his arm completely locked out his arm bar, and he's pulling it on and on. You can just see Scotty's arm going to the point where he had to tap, and it was just ridiculous. So I just thought I let everyone hear the name a second time because he was a fighter to watch last week. So, yeah. <laughs> I like that, bro. That's fire. I like that. Great list. Thank you, then. Speaking of fire, I think it's about that time. It doesn't matter where you are in life. You got to know your worth before you can be worth anything. I'm a warrior. I'm blessed because I can't fight. Yeah, yeah. We'll be back with the Fire Five. This week, we got a new list. Uh, all fire fights. All bangers. I mean, must-sees. Uh, we're going to start with the first fight. That's coming out. Streeby's West. I'm sorry. Streeby's OGR. <laughs> Excuse me. Streeby's OGR. That's going to be Mr. Two from the Lou versus Butterfly. Uh this fight right here is the definition of uh, two technicians, two high-level boxers. Um, it was very competitive. Um, and if you guys uh, know anything about uh, Street Beef's OG yard, uh, Butterfly, he's an OG. You know, he, uh, he's got an impeccable record. And uh, this is a firefight. Check it out. Again, that's Street Beef's OG yard, Butterfly, Versus Mr. Two from the Lou. All right, we're going to move on to the second fight. That's coming out of Street Beef's Scrapyard. My co-host here, the champ. Dexes versus Buddy V. You see that timestamp? Somebody got to work. Somebody got to work real quick. And it was Buddy V. 
this fight right here, uh, from the very beginning, we saw Buddy come out aggressive. I loved it. Straight to the point. Uh, and then next thing you know, rear naked choke. Check that out. That's Street Beef's Scrapyard. Dexes versus Buddy V. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and uh, move on to the third fight. And uh, not too many people know about this one. Uh, we're going to move on to the Street Beast West Coast branch. And that is going to be myself, Samke, versus Trill Will. Uh, this fight right here, um, it was in the West Coast, uh, but the video itself is on uh, the Street Beef's OG channel. So uh, when you look it up, it, it won't be on the, uh, the West Coast channel. But uh, this fight right here, man, uh, it, was, it was pretty competitive. Uh, I was kind of dealing with some mental, mental things before the fight, during the fight. Uh, got hit behind the head a few times, you know, kind of gave me a little, little issue there. Uh, but we prevailed. We, uh, we overcame, and uh, we were able to edge it out and get the dub. Uh, again, this is uh, a Street Beefs uh, West Coast. You see it, Samke versus Trill Will. Check that out. We're going to move on to the fourth firefight. This is coming out of Street Beefs Dirty South. We're looking at Ryan versus the Beast. <laughs> uh, I like to call this big boy kickboxing. Because that's exactly what it was. Uh, these men, they went to war. Uh, it was very competitive uh, and nonstop. Uh, both these men had that dog in them. It was shown. Again, that's uh, Street Beef's Dirty South. Uh, you can find this fight on the original uh, Street Beef's OG channel. Uh, that's Ryan versus The Beast. Great fight. Check it out. And last but not least, our fifth and fire fight is coming out of Street Beef Scrapyard. Caveman versus Kickstand. This was a fire fight. Um, what we saw here was uh, two fighters who, who start off, you know, feeling each other out. And you see Kickstand play the patient game. And slowly but surely, he starts to work and break down his opponent. And he executes his game by the end of the fight. Uh, it's, it's a great work, you know, to see him uh, just progressively work, you know. Uh, again, that's a fire fight coming out of Street Beef Scrapyard. Caveman versus Kickstand. Go check that out. Samke and the Fire Five. When both of your hosts fight, just say it. Say that again. You were you were on mute a little bit. Oh, what's up, Scrapyard? Yeah, I said uh, that's how you know you got a fire ass show when both of your co or the two hosts both get in the ring and fight themselves. Yeah, man. People people got to go check these fights out, man. Uh, you know, I know they see our little highlights in the beginning of the show. Uh, but the man across from me over there is a monster and the man across from him is a monster, you know? So, uh, 
you know, we got these gyms all over every branch, you know, there, there's, uh, great fighters and great fights, you know, over the years. And, um, you know, that's the beauty of our show being able to showcase that, you know, and, uh, like free smoke said, that was an honor, honorable mention. Uh, he said, uh, thunder pops versus uh nogi we we talked about that earlier in the show uh free smoke uh that was much you know uh that fight right there if you were there only if you were there you know <laughs> but, uh, but yeah man what you uh what you thought of the other uh guys on the list the other fights on the list i should say no i thought that was a good list uh definitely i like the beast too yeah those big boys I saw that fight and yeah, I know exactly. It was surprising, bro. It's surprising. See, like that's why they call fire fight for a reason because all of the fights are fire. You want to watch them, then you watch them a second time. Like, oh, I'll run that back one more time before I go to the next one. <laughs> yep. And even if you saw it before, these fights have high replay value. So when you go to it, you know you've seen something fire. You're gonna click the play button all over again. It just happens. You know, right? It just happens, and then check it out. Like next week, we're gonna have a whole new list of firefights. So, you know, and fighters to watch. Can't That's wait. One per day, <laughs> or one per yeah, about seven days yep. a week. What one for? That's a business week. There you go. One for every business week. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, any uh, child up, I see you. You see everybody? Yeah, fire chicken. Uh, free smoke, Jimmy Finn, everybody else in the chat. We appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all. Any uh, shout out you want to give before we wrap it up? Uh, yeah, man. Let me go ahead and uh, knock those out the way. Uh, first off, I got to give a shout out to uh, Street Beast West Coast, uh, Street Beast Scrapyard, uh, Street Beast Dirty South, and of course, Street Beef's OG Yard. We do this thanks to y'all. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Heart in the Fight, uh, Overtime Hustling, and um, let me see. Uh, like I said, I don't do the uh, social media. If you got me, you got me. Um, definitely thank you to our, our uh, guests tonight. They were phenomenal. Uh, Kai Stewart, you guys go check out his fights. That man is phenomenal with those hands. Uh, yeah, check him out. No geek. Nogi is one of our uh, rising stars in uh, West Coast. Definitely go check his fights out. Uh, you saw Buddy V's on the Fire Five tonight. You saw I'm on the Fire Five. Go check our fights out. You know what I'm saying? Give us a little love. You know what I'm saying? I see y'all in the uh, comments. I see y'all in the chat. Hit the like button for us. You know what I'm saying? It, it don't take nothing to do that. Um, but all in all, I want to say thanks to Buddy V, my co-host. I appreciate you, brother. Uh, for as always uh and shout out to our greatest producer jay you know what i'm saying you always make a way i appreciate you brother yeah, that's yeah. it like you said shout out to yeah overtime hustling magazine part of the five everyone that supports us like i said so i saw you in the uh chat fire chicken i'm about to be out there november oh man i want to be out there october with some stuff happening with family so it's just booty but I'm excited because I'm supposed to fight. I cracked my tooth, and I got a job I'm working on. I'm finishing this week, and I'm going to get a bunch of money. So I'm going to be expediting that tooth to be fixed. 
I'm training, so I'm gonna be in that yard. No if, ands, or buts. I'm not taking no for an answer. I'm in there. So just letting everyone know you're gonna expect a new fight from me soon. But uh, yeah, as well. <laughs> say what? Talk your shit, champ. Yeah. <laughs> We're not gonna let little small things in our way. I don't think so. Greatness waits for no man. So Zwell yep. underscore buddy V for Instagram. And then Zwell-world.com for the website. I actually have some new merch about to come out in the next two weeks. I'm designing a couple new things. You're going to have full color images. Not everything's going to be black and white or white and black, this and that. You're going to have all sorts of other stuff, different colored shirts, uh, shirts with all sorts of extra images on them. It's going to be insane when you see what's released. This month, I'm not even going to sleep because I'm going to be working so hard. And so I want everyone to know that whatever it is you want to do in life, go do it. So, yeah, that's it. Then, in the words of Jay, one world, one love, deuces.